0: The faith comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseo of Pastor Afarqua is the founder and general overseer of the Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory success and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen.
1: Alright, God richly bless you for being part of the broadcast tonight. We are on day five of our journey to total recovery and we've be studying from the book of first Samuel chapter thirty. First Samuel chapter thirty and verse number eight. 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 8 And then 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 18 and 19 Look at what the King James Version says The new King James says And so David inquired of the Lord saying Shall I pursue this truth? Shall I overtake them? And he answered them He answered him Pursue For you shall surely overtake And without fail recover all You shall surely overtake And without fail recover all that is where our theme total recovery comes from. And look at verse 18 to 19 So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away and David rescued his two wives and nothing of this was lacking. either small or great sons or daughters small or anything that they are taking from David. David recovered all verse 19. I declare to you you'll recover all." In the mighty name of Jesus, the small shall be recovered, the great shall be recovered. Everything that belongs to you, that the enemy has taken, everything that belongs to you, that the pandemic has made you lose, I decree to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, as God set man and prophet over you, you shall recover it in the mighty name of jesus welcome to your month of recovery welcome to your second half of total recovery you recover from the beginning of this month till the end of december uh, december 2020 in the mighty name of Jesus every month of this every month of this hour shall be for you a season of recovery every day of this month shall be for you a day of recovery in the mighty name of Jesus if you believe it why don't you type an amen we explain recovery from the very beginning and then we began to explore how how David positioned himself with learnt lessons that David engaged in order to recover and then we started teaching about covenant keys for total recovery we realized that for anyone to experience recovery like David or any other person there are certain covenant keys that we need to engage the bible says talks about keys in the book of Matthew chapter 16 verse 19. he says and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of God. I will give you the keys of the kingdom. And you shall shut and no man shall open. And you shall open and no man shall shut. So we began looking at the keys and realized that one of the important keys David engaged. The first key he engaged was the key of prayer. And then subsequently he also engaged the key of suppressing. And we realize that for us to experience total recovery, we must learn to separate ourselves. And I trust that that sermon last night was a great blessing to you. Tonight, we want to take a step further as we explore another vital key. This one was not specifically in the life of David. But there was another man who also experienced total recovery in scripture. He has suffered an infirmity for a long time. And then, he had the opportunity to recover. one key that was important for him to recover was the key of obedience and tonight I want to teach on the key of obedience. Obedience is a vital key. The Bible says to obey is better than sacrifice. In our work with God, one of the things that is very important for us to enjoy the best of God, to receive the best of God, to walk in the fullness of God's plan and program for our lives is to walk and live a life of obedience. Obedience is not cheap, but obedience is always rewarded. Every time we walk in obedience, the blessings of God flow ceaselessly into our lives. Jesus lived a life of obedience. The Bible says, Let this man be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, taught no robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon himself the form of a man, and was made in the likeness of man, and being found in fashion as a man, we are told in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 11, he humbled himself and became obedient. When Jesus came in the flesh, One of the things he learned was obedience. And you and I have been called into a walk of obedience. I like the hymn that says, trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus except to trust and obey. When we trust and we obey God, his blessings will flow into our lives. And in this new month, in this second half, I see you walking in obedience. May the grace to walk in obedience at all times rest upon you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Let's read our text for the night. Second Kings of the 5, verse 9 to 14. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha the prophet. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go, and wash in Jordan seven times. And thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean take note he said go and wash in the pool and thy flesh shall come again unto thee and thou shalt be clean he said your flesh shall come again unto thee that is talking about recovery look at verse 11 but Naaman was rough and went away and said behold i thought he will surely come out to me and stand and call out the name of the lord is god and strike his hand over the place and read Cover the leper, take note of recover the leper. Are not Apana, Abana and Fapa rivers of Damascus better than all the rivers of Israel? May Allah worship them and be clean. So he turned and went away in rage. Verse 13. And the servants came near and spoke unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had been thee to do something great, would this, would this not thou have done it? How much rather than when he said to thee, wash and be clean. And verse number 14. Then he went down. Take note. Then he went, went he down, dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. Take note. according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again unto the his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. That is the story of Naaman. He needed to recover from his leprosy. He needed to recover from his shame. He needed to recover from reproach. You know, leprosy was a disease of reproach. If you were a leper, you were not counted among men. You were an outcast. And this man had the opportunity to be healed. But the key he needed to engage was a key, among many other keys, was the key of obedience. Obedience is very, very critical in our work with God. Briefly, well, when we talk about obedience, how important is obedience? Obedience is important for a number of reasons. Number one, obedience is critical for total recovery. If you must recover, you must work in obedience. If you must recover financially, you need to obey God. Some of us, we have gone back on our commitment. The, the lockdown also made us locked down on our commitment to God, our tithe, our offerings, our kingdom, certain commitment we made to God. We have gone back on them simply because we we are not having regular services. This is the time for you to rise up in obedience. Anytime we walk in disobedience, we empower Satan to come against us. And in this season, Satan will not take advantage over you. Satan will not have upper hand over your life in the mighty name of Jesus. So obedience is important for total recovery. David had to obey God. God told him, pursue, overtake, and recover all. He had to obey God by pursuing. He had to obey God by running so hard to overtake. And then he recovered all man had to obey the prophet of God to go deep in the pool seven times and when he came out, he was healed. I pray that the grace to walk in obedience will rest upon you. This half you will not walk in disobedience. This half you will not walk in rebellion, but you will walk in absolute and total obedience, giving honor to God in all you do, in Jesus' precious name. Number two, obedience is critical because obedience unlocks the miraculous. Obedience is important important because it unlocks the miracles. All of us, we are candidates of the miracles, but not everybody experiences the miracles. If you must see the miracles in your finances, you must see the miracles in your health, you must see the miracles in your relationships, you need to engage the platform of obedience. Obedience is critical. We cannot experience the miracles until we are ready to do the ridiculous obedience is doing the ridiculous obedience is doing that that which does not make sense sometimes you remember jesus when he got to the wedding of Canaan, the mother told them whatsoever he tells you to do in the book of john 2 verse 5 he said whatsoever he said to you do it and when jesus told them some ridiculous things and they executed it they saw the miraculous Until we are ready to do what we don't understand. Until we are ready to do what may seem seemingly foolish in the natural. There is no way we are going to experience the peace of God. There is no way we are going to experience the best of God. There is no way we are going to experience the supernatural in our lives. If you must see the supernatural peace of God in your home, you must be ready to obey God whether it makes sense or not. That is very crucial and critical. Water became one because... They chose to obey God. Jesus told them, "Fill the pot with water," and they filled it. Meanwhile, it was wine they needed. And then, subsequently, he said, "The water you fill the pot, fetch the water and go give it to the man at the high table." They could have been debating. Ah, we are looking for wine. You say we should fetch water. They didn't debate him, and because they didn't debate him and function in faith, that which was ridiculous became a miracle. I see miracles following your life In this half, you will see the strange act of God In this half, you will see the wonder workings of God in your life In the mighty name of Jesus Of course, obedience is also critical Because it proves the genuineness of our love for God Many people claim they love God But in obedience, they deny Him Many people claim to love God But when it comes to the real proofs of uh, of loving God They are lacking One of the biblical proofs of love for God is obedience. If you don't obey God, no matter how much you sing, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord, it's fake. Love is fake without obedience. John chapter 14 verse 15, He said, If you love me, you will keep my commandment. If You love me, you will keep my commandment. John 14 21. He who had my commandment and keep it, he it is that loved me, and he who loves me shall be loved of my father. So, every time scripture talks about obe- uh, uh, loving God, he also talks about obedience. We cannot claim to love God when we are walking in disobedience. He said, He who does not love me does not keep my commandment. That's John 14 24. If we disobey God, we are simply saying we don't love God. May you receive grace to demonstrate your love for God by your genuine and consistent obedience. Number four, obedience is critical because obedience deepens our love, our relationship with God. If you want to have a deeper work with God, if you want to have a enjoy intimacy with God, I want to encourage you to walk in obedience. Obey God, whether it's convenient or not. Learn to obey God at all times. I have never met or heard. I've never met or seen any man, whether in scripture or real life, who enjoys close relationship with God who is not working in obedience with God. Two cannot work together, except they be agreed. You cannot assume or you cannot pretend to have a close relationship with God when you are working in disobedience. One man that we are told was very close to God in scripture was a man, Abraham. He was a man after God's own heart. He was a man that was described as a friend of God. David was also another man who was described as a man after God's own heart. you remember one of the testimony god gave about david is that i have chosen a man after my own heart who shall do all my will abraham there is no commandment god gave abraham that abraham debated or abraham disobeyed every time god spoke whether it was convenient or not abraham obeyed and honored god may you receive grace to honor god may you receive grace to obey god at all times and then of course Obedience makes us wise. Every time we work in obedience, we are demonstrating to God that we are wise. We are demonstrating to people that we are wise. Don't forget, the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. And the wisdom of God is foolishness with the world. That's why those who work in divine and supernatural wisdom, they are those who obey the word of God. The Bible says, Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, Matthew chapter 7 verse 24 and 25, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man. Those who hear and do them are wise. Those who hear and and do, refuse to do them are foolish. I pray that you will not be found in the camp of fools. May you be identified with the wise as you walk in obedience at all times. Number six, obedience guarantees prosperity. It guarantees good success. It guarantees supernatural blessings. Obedience guarantees prosperity it guarantees good success it guarantees supernatural blessings we are told in the book of job 36 verse 11 he said if they obey and they serve him they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure we are told in Joshua 1 8. this book of the law shall not depart from your eyes but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then thou shalt make your way prosperous thou shalt have good success if you must prosper you must learn to obey Obey God. Obey God in following the principles of titan. Obey God in being liberal with your resources. Obey God in serving him wholeheartedly with everything you've got and with everything you have in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are told in Deuteronomy 28 verse 1, he says, It shall come to pass, if thou shalt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and to observe, to do according to all that the Lord thy God shall Command thee the Lord that God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings will come upon you and overtake thee. In this second half, may the blessings of God overtake thee. In this second half, may the grace of God overtake thee. In this second half, may the favor of God overtake thee, even as you walk in obedience abraham walked into generational blessings because he obeyed god may you receive grace to walk in obedience and then obedience establishes your dominion over satan and his cohorts. obedience establishes your dominion over satan and his cohorts. sometimes all you need to do to disarm satan is just obey god how can you stop satan from devouring your resources from scattering your finances just obey god he said, "Bring you all the tithe into my storehouse, that they may meet in my house." But you have decided to keep the storehouse, keep the storehouse of God, keep the tithe in your own personal bank account or in your wallet, when you do that, you are setting yourself up for Satan to attack you. The Bible says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, Second 2 Corinthians chapter 10, are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and bringing into captivity every thought into the obedience of Christ. I right, like verse 6. It says, and then having in readiness, to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. The moment we submit ourselves to God, we can resist Satan and he will flee. But when we are not submitted to God in obedience, we will pray, we will fast, and still Satan will not move. But in this season, as we receive fresh grace to walk in obedience, as see Satan leave your camp, I see satan leave your finances alone assist satan leave your family alone in the mighty name of jesus now there are three kinds of obedience critical for total recovery three kinds of obedience the first one is obedience to the written word of god you must learn to obey the word of god god and his word are one obedience to god's word is obedience to god the bible said this book of the law shall not depart." But you shall observe to uh, um, to do according to all that is written therein. That is the written word. You must learn to obey the written word. Obey the written word. He said, "Be ye doers of the word." and not hearers, only deceiving yourselves. You must learn to obey the written word of God. That is critical. Whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continual varying, he not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Receive grace to obey the word of God. Number two, obedience to the spirit leading. We are not people who are just... uh, Uh, what do you call it? robot? We are led by the Spirit of God. The Bible said, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Every time the Spirit of God leads you, you realize that it's consistent with the Word of God. You must learn to obey the leadings of the Spirit of God. Sometimes the Spirit of God will lay it upon your heart to give a particular seat. Go ahead and do it. Sometimes you sit in a bus, a brother is sitting by you, and the Spirit of God impresses it upon your heart. Share the good news to the person. That That is not the moment to be shy. That is not the moment to delay. Go ahead and do it. And as you do so, you will see yourself getting recovered. You see see yourself recovering things that you have lost. You cannot recover until you learn to obey the spirit leading. In the time of great famine, Isaac received a hundredfold because he heard God speak to him. May God guide you. The Bible said, "As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God." And He said, "He that has e- an ears, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches." May your spiritual ears be open. I curse every spiritual deafness, and I command your ears to be open and sensitive to the promptings of the Spirit of God. Obedience number three to prophetic or pastoral instructions. Obedience to prophetic and pastoral instructions. Obedience to prophetic and pastoral instructions. You must learn to obey the voice of your shepherd and the voice of your pastor and the voice of your God-ordained prophet. For those of you in this commission, I am privileged to be God's ordained prophet for you. And you must learn to honor and obey the words I speak on the behalf of God to you. It's always important. The Bible says, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17. He said, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourself unto them. Hebrews thirteen seventeen. Obey them that have the rule over you. And that includes coming to church after the COVID lockdown has been lifted. As your pastor, I've spoken, I've addressed you. It's time for us to be in fellowship. All our churches are open beginning from this Sunday. And so everywhere you are, any of our branches where you are, this is the time to go back to church. And you can decide that you'll go back to church or you can decide to disobey the instruction. But you must understand that the way you choose to obey the instruction as coming from your pastor or your leader, you are simply obeying the instructions of God. That's what the Bible says. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourself unto them. Every time God gets ready to bless you, he will send a man to bring you divine instructions. You remember the widow azarafat Before she could be blessed, she had to be she had to be obedient to the instruction of the prophet God sent to her. And the prophet God has sent to you in this generation, in this season and in this commission is nobody else but me. And so you need to obey the instructions that God gives us day after day, week after week. Those of you in the branches, God has set over you shepherds and pastors. You must learn to be submissive. You must learn to be obedient to their instructions and to their leadership. That way you remain blessed in all your ways in the name of the lord jesus seven ways to maximize the blessings of obedience seven ways number one if you are going to maximize the blessings of obedience you must obey in love obey in love. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5 verse 3 it said his commandments are not grievous. He says that for this is the love of God that we should obey his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. God's commandments are not grievous. That's why he says if you love me you will keep my commandments. God's commandments are not burdensome. So when we love God, we obey him and we obey him in love. We give our tithe in love. We give generous givings in love. We come to church in love. We serve God in love because God is kind. God is loving. Number one, we must obey God in love. Number two, we must obey God willingly. We must obey God willingly. Obedience is most profitable when it is done willingly. You don't have to be coerced. You don't have to be threatened with curses like some churches do and some pastors do before you honor God with your tithe. No, God has blessed you so much that even if you choose not to bless you again, you will forever be indebted to God. That's why you must bring your tithe, your offerings, and all your sacrificial givings, whether it's first fruit or whatever. You give it as an expression of your love. You give it willingly as as, as, as as an act of gratitude and thanks given to God. Why? Because He has done so much for you and you can't tell it all. Number three, we must obey God promptly. Obey God promptly. Delayed obedience is synonymous to disobedience. Obey God promptly. That was what David did. He said in Psalm 119, verse 60, he said, I made haste. I delay not to keep your commandment. Never delay to carry out any divine instruction. Whether it came to you through the mouth of your pastor, it came to you through your own uh, study from the word of God, through the leadings of the Spirit. As soon as the Spirit of God puts something on your heart, go ahead and do it. Satan will never tell you to do something that is good. The Spirit of God will prompt you, what when it prompts you, you must learn to obey it promptly and quickly. Number three, four, obey by faith. Obey by faith. Most of the time, a lot of people want to understand everything before they obey. It's impossible to understand every divine instruction. God doesn't need to be understood every time before he's obeyed. He doesn't need to be understood every time before he's obeyed. But even when we don't understand God, we owe it to ourselves we owe it to our destinies to obey God. God came to Abraham and said, Abraham, go to a place which I will show you. Abraham did not have a road map. He didn't have a compass. But the Bible said, Abraham went by faith. Abraham obeyed Hebrews 11 8. By faith, Abraham when he was called to go to a place which is a later receive for inheritance, he went not knowing where he was going. If you are not ready to obey God by faith, give your offering by faith, honor him with your time by faith. Serve him by faith. You can never assess the best of God. God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. And number five, obey God with delight. Obey him with delight. And may you receive grace to obey God with delight. Be happy obeying God. Be excited obeying God. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 40 verse 8, he said, I delight to do thy will, O God. I delight. I'm excited carrying out your will. I'm excited walking in holiness. I'm excited obeying your word. I'm excited doing your will. I'm excited praying. I'm excited coming to church. That is how we ought to obey God. Don't just delight in his commandment. Delight greatly in his commandment. Be excited carrying out the will of God. Be excited carrying out every instruction from God. Number six, obey God sacrificially. Listen, obeying God will cost you. Obeying God will cost you sometimes. It costs you some amount of comfort, sometimes it will cost you your pride, sometimes it will cost you obeying God. Will cost you something if the obeying God must profit you. First, it must cost you, and when it costs you, the greater the cost, the, co- the greater the profits. The Bible said, Let this man be in you, which was also in Jesus Christ, who being in the form of God, thought no robbery to be equal with God, but he became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. Obeying God caused Jesus his life. And the Bible says, Wherefore God also had highly exalted him and given him a name. Most of us want the part where God will give us, exalt us, and give us a name, but we are not ready to go to the cross of the cross in obedience to God. Until you are ready to go to the cross in obedience, you will not be exalted, you will not be given a name above every name. Receive grace to obey God at all times. And finally, obey God consistently. And I realize that for most believers, this is where we have a challenge. Some people can obey God. They will hear a sermon like they are hearing now, and then they will jack up in obedience. All the commitment they have to do, they begin to do it. Honor God, serve Him, be available to serve, give their offerings and tithe, and they will do it just for July. After August, after October, they have gone back to their old ways. Now, when you walk with God like that, you never get the best of God. When you walk with God like that, you can never get the best of God. Listen, to get the best of God, you must learn to be consistent. Every spiritual exercise, only yields dividends when it is carried out consistently. Never forget it. Every spiritual exercise, be it giving, be it prayer, be it coming to church, be it sharing the gospel, they yield maximum dividends only when they are carried out consistently. That's why in the book of Philippians 2 verse 12, he said, ask wherefore my beloved as you have always obeyed the word is always obeyed not sometimes obey always obeyed and it's my prayer for you tonight in fact the only prayer i want us to pray is the grace for consistent obedience the grace for delightsome obedience. Don't forget, the Bible says in the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter six, verse nine. He said, "Let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not." May the grace not be we- not to be weary. May the grace not to be weary in obedience. The grace not to be weary in giving. The grace not to be weary in serving. May that grace be your portion. Go ahead and begin to pray and ask God to grant you the grace to be consistent in your obedience with God. Grace to be consistent in all your spiritual engagement. Open your mouth and speak to God. The grace for consistency. The grace for consistency. The grace for consistency. The grace for consistency. Grace for consistency. Can somebody lift up your voice and pray now, Lord, I receive grace to live a consistent Christian life. In this second half, Grace to be consistent. In this second half, Grace to be consistent. In this second half, Grace to be consistent. I receive the grace for consistency. 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 Open your mouth and begin to speak to God. In Jesus' precious name, In Jesus precious name, I pray for the release of grace. Grace to be consistent in your obedience. Grace to be delightsome in your obedience. Grace to always uh, obey God with joy and with gladness. In the name of Jesus. So it shall be in your life. Maybe you tune into the broadcast, you are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my heart to God. I want to be born again. Just pray this simple prayer of faith with me. Say, Lord Jesus. I admit I'm a sinner and I call upon you. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. With my mouth, I confess. With my heart, I believe that you are the Son of God. Thank you for saving me. If you pray that prayer in faith, I want you to be convicted. Without any shadow of doubt that you are saved. You are now a child of God. The Spirit of God has taken residence in you. And it bears witness that you are a child of God don't be worried about your feelings because you don't feel safe. You feel safe. You don't feel safe. You feel safe. So, go ahead. you see our number on the screen. Our email address on the screen. Send us a mail. We want to stay in touch with you and help you uh, in your work with God. The Lord bless you for being part of our broadcast today and we look forward to seeing you in our subsequent broadcast.
0: Pastor has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages, as well as books by Pastor Afuaqua, please call 540 670 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuaqua on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also visit our website, www.faithhousechapel.com, for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services: seven a.m. first service, eight thirty a.m. second service, and ten a.m. our third service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service at six p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanama Ejakoma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santa Sanaabout Kumasi. God richly bless you.